0: Hello and welcome into this episode of the Post Game Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. On today's episode, I'm going to be going over some news and notes as well as talking about my AFC bold predictions. So if you guys can, please stay tuned and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back into the Post Game Podcast. My name is Cody Barnes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I know it's been (laughs) a little bit since we've had an episode. Uh, It has been crazy, crazy busy for us. We had a wedding that we were part of. I can't even remember what happened the week before that. But either way, I'm back. We're back. Um, But on today's episode, I'm just going to be going over some news and notes with you guys and uh, also some bold predictions so uh, let's get into the news and notes first thing right off the top the julio jones trade saga is supposedly going to be coming to an end very soon and what i mean by that is the betting odds for julio jones being traded has been taken down from every betting service in las vegas which more than likely means that the trade has been completed won't be announced until after June 2nd due to the cap hit that the Falcons want to avoid. Uh, I think it goes down by like $8 million instead of, like I think it's around $5 million instead of uh, $13 million of a cap hit that they would take if they trade him now. Um, so I believe that's why they're waiting. Um, there was a report earlier this week that basically the best trade offer they've gotten so far, there's a first included in it. So we'll see if that's true and, or if, uh, if that even is the best offer. Um, but I mean, I'll just give you my opinion, I guess, on where I think that he should go. Um, where the number 1 spot where I don't think he should go like do not absolutely I would hate it would be the Patriots um I would I would actually hate him to go to the, like I would hate for him to go to the Patriots. I think that would just be a terrible spot. Uh, that would not be fun. Um if you hear a pause I'm just drinking some coffee. Um but I think my favorite spot, I think, would have to be, and this is going to be kind of a homer pick, but it's just what I think. I think the best place would be the Chargers. Um, it's a good young quarterback. You still have Keenan Allen there. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Chargers would include Mike Williams and send him to the Falcons. That would be interesting. Um, if you would go to the Chargers... Obviously, he he would be the number one guy, but Keenan Allen is still also a number one guy, so that would be kind of interesting, but I think that would work really well. Julio Jones is more of a downfield threat. Big body, go up and get it. Keenan Allen, short route runner, um, great hands, very quick inside. Um, doesn't have that like top speed to get past everybody sometimes, but uh, still think he's great. So I think the Chargers would be an ideal spot. I did see um, the Titans was one spot, which I think that'd be a good spot as well. Um, there have been a couple other places, like the 49ers, I saw that. The Ravens, I wouldn't want that either. That would stink. Um, but I do I do really, really, really like the Chargers spot. I, I don't know if Tom Seleska would pull that trigger, but hey, yeah, I'd be cool with it. Um, next up on news, though, is Aaron Rodgers has not shown him to the OTAs yet. And if you guys don't follow him on, on uh, Instagram, he is currently in Hawaii instead of being in Green Bay. Um, to me, I think that Aaron is all but gone at this point. I don't think that there's any way to repair that relationship and also not make the locker room super toxic. Because... At this point, if you bring Aaron back and he comes back, even if you do exactly what he says, it, there's still going to be this tension that's in that locker room. And I just think for the like the better interest of that entire team for Jordan Love, for Matt LaFleur as well, I just think they got to trade him. Just bite that bullet, just trade him, man, cuz at this point if he comes back and, you know, He's going to make comments. There's, I mean, the news all year, like, going through Green Bay Bay will be, how does Aaron Rodgers feel? Is he still upset? Is he not upset anymore? What's going on? Like, all this kind of stuff. And I just don't think Green Bay is going to want any of that. And honestly, I don't think Aaron wants any of that either. He doesn't love a whole bunch of media attention. So, Maybe he's just like, yeah, I'm done. We're good. Um, I'll talk more about him in just a little bit. Um, next part of news notes, um, this Tim Tebow thing is not as big of a deal as people want it to be. It is actually ridiculous how big of a deal they're making the whole thing with Tim Tebow is. If Tim Tebow is good enough to make the team, he'll make the team. If he's not good enough to make the team, he won't make the team. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to keep someone on his team just because he likes the guy. I don't I don't think that that's going to be why. If he's good enough to play, he's good enough to be a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, to, to be fair, they have nobody as a tight end. If Tyler Eifert, who is a broken man that came from the Bengals, and that's it. So it's like, okay... Tim Tebow, if he's anything, like just a slight spark sometimes, keep him. But if not, just, you know, let him go. You're good. I I just, I don't understand the whole thing. People are saying since Tim Tebow got uh, a chance to come back and play, then Colin Kaepernick should come back and play. It's like, okay, well, also Colin Kaepernick is not going to switch to tight end. And we saw last time. With the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick, he was not interested in playing football. He just was interested in being in the media, once again. That's all that it was. He made the whole thing a media stunt. He switched the location last second. All this kind of crap. And all it did was make teams go, nah, I'm done. I'm done with you. So I just don't think Colin Kaepernick even really wants another shot. In the NFL, and I don't think he should get one because he was bad in his last year. Um, Tim Tebow, you know what? If he wants to switch to tight end, which is what everybody said that he should do whenever he first came out in the NFL, everybody was like, no, he should definitely just switch to tight end. He's not a good enough quarterback, which he wasn't. He wasn't a good enough quarterback. His throwing mechanics were terrible. His decision-making was terrible. His arm strength was not good. His accuracy was terrible. Like, he just wasn't a good quarterback. And uh, everybody just wanted him to switch to tight end. But now that he switches to tight end, everybody freaks out and says that he doesn't deserve a chance. I just feel like that's stupid. Um, And maybe it's just the media deciding to go, you know what? We have nothing to talk about right now. Let's just talk about Tim Tebow. Um, That's probably what it is. But the last part of. News and notes after I drink this sip of coffee. Uh, is going to be about Sean Watson. Um, apparently, still wants to be traded. He's not in OTAs, um, but he's still dealing with this whole legal matter. I'm not exactly sure what like is exactly going on. If there is any sort of progress on it. Um, Last time that I did see something, it basically was saying that um, they have revealed the identities of all 22 of the people that are accusing Deshaun Watson, um, and they have like given phone calls and text messages and emails and all that kind of stuff, um, and I think they're debunking a majority of them, some of them. Like, obviously, if you don't know, um, Deshaun Watson is being accused for, like, sexual assault and all that. Which, it kind of came up at a really weird time, and I had talked about this before. Um, But, you know, you request a trade, and then immediately after requesting a trade, all of these women come forth and say that they've been sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson. Um, I find that weird you know, just a weird coincidence. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Just a weird coincidence. Um, and, I mean, obviously, if we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, you never know. It could be the Houston Texans trying to throw a wrench in his plans or trying to leave and all this other crap. But I doubt that that's what it is. Uh, maybe it's just a weird coincidence. But... Um, so he has 22 accusers um, all saying they're all, like, like masseuses. So I'm like, holy cow, he's used a lot of different masseuses for, like, getting massages and stuff. Like, that's crazy. So, um, but there was a lot that I saw where it basically said um, they, after... Like after the incidents and they gave like timestamps and all that kind of stuff for when it happened, what day it happened, blah, 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 blah. And then there are further text messages that they didn't, that like basically they didn't bring forth that Deshaun has that basically they're asking him when the next time that he's coming in and they're wanting him to come in. And it's like, why would you ask the guy who just sexually assaulted you when they're coming back into their your massage therapy place. So it's just like kind of weird. Really, really, really weird situation. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what's going to be going on there, if he'll even play this season. Um, and if he does, he's not playing for the Texans, I can tell you that much. But I am going to move on to uh, the next section, which I have is uh, my bold predictions for the AFC. Um, next week, I'll be talking about the NFC, um, but this week we're going to keep it just only AFC teams and players in the AFC and all that kind of stuff. Um, so to start it, I know I had said I was going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. So here is the Aaron Rodgers thing that I'm going to talk about. I have my top bold prediction is that the Broncos will trade for Aaron Rodgers and make the Super Bowl as long as they do trade for Rodgers. If they don't trade for Aaron Rodgers, they're not making the Super Bowl. But if they do, they're making the Super Bowl. And here is the reason why. Aaron Rodgers, when he gets traded there, or if, you know, he's got a solid offensive line. Not like great, but solid, you know, good enough. His wide receiver core is the best wide receiver core that he's had since it was Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and everybody else that was there. Because, and obviously I'm not saying anybody's better than Devontae Adams, but I just mean it as a core because it's Devontae Adams and then Alan Lazard, I guess, and Marquise Valdez-Scantley, Marquez Valdez-Scantley. Like, Lee, so, I mean, other than Devontae Adams, who's, like, top two and he's not two, um, there's nobody for him to throw the ball to. Robert Tunyon was made out to be this amazing tight end, but I guarantee it was just because Aaron Rodgers is there and likes to use his tight ends. Um, but if you go to the Broncos, you get Court Son, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and... Um, there was one other player that I cannot think of uh, for the uh, – Tim Patrick. That's who it is. And then for the tight ends, you get Noah Fant, uh, Albert, Albert uh two great tight ends. Uh, and then that defense is just stellar. So you go there, you get an amazing defense, really awesome offensive weapons. Um, I know there's Javante Williams, the running back they drafted out of North Carolina. He could be a stud. Um, I mean, there's Melvin Gordon, but I think Javante Williams will probably be the guy for most of this year. Um, so yeah, I have Broncos trading for Aaron Rodgers making the Super Bowl. Next thing up, this is again, kind of a Homer pick. Um, but I have Justin Herbert will win MVP in his second year making him the third player in the past four years to do that. The other two were Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Um, Yeah, because fun fact, I don't know if a lot of people actually full-on know this, but Mahomes, the season he threw 50 touchdowns and just was everywhere and blew up the world. That was technically his first season starting, but his second year in the NFL, so crazy to think about. Um, But yeah, I think this year... Um, you have to look at, obviously it's going to be a new offensive scheme. Um, but from what Brandon Staley has said is that they're going to be more of an explosive offense and Keenan Allen, even has made a statement saying it's a lot more fun out there. Like not like they're having fun, but more or less that the plays are a lot more fun and that type of offense that they're going to be running is going to be a lot more fun for them. It's going to be a lot more free. They're going to be able to run uh, better routes. It's not going to be the same like six routes that they have to run all year long. Cause that's basically all they did last year with Anthony Lynn. Um, so I think it'll be a better offense. That offensive line is completely different, which is awesome. They got Rashawn Slater steal the draft to me, at least, um, Corey Lindsley is there Matt Filer uh, Um, I mean it, you got a solid solid offensive line you still got um, they brought in Jared Cook as well so it's not like they lost too much of a tight end threat honestly I think they got a better touchdown tight end threat than Hunter Henry in uh, Jared Cook but wide receivers still got Keenan Allen Mike Williams They did draft Josh Palmer who I think Honestly, could be a Mike Williams replacement. Um, but uh, And then also that defense is going to get better, so that's going to help the offense a lot too. But I think Justin Herbert could easily win MVP in his second year. Um, so that is the second one. My third bold prediction is that the Miami Dolphins will have a humongous down year, and that will make the team question if Tua is actually their guy and before anybody gets mad at me the reason why I think that is because yes they added some offensive weapons but they didn't do anything to their offensive line so that didn't get changed the running back room is still miles Gaskin who I think is decent he's not you know this great amazing running back but I think he's decent but then their defense, Got worse. Kyle Van noy is gone. So their lead linebacker, he's gone. Um, and then they just let go of, I think it was Bobby McCain. Um, I I just think that the Dolphins kind of screwed up a little bit <laughs> this year. Um, I could be wrong, but I think the Dolphins missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, Tua was not very impressive, I mean, he got benched twice. Um, I just don't know how the Dolphins are going to be this year, and it's kind of worrying me to believe that they're going to be some amazing team, uh, which I kind of doubt that they will be. I know they added Jalen Waddell and wolf Fuller, um, but it's still just not an impressive team. And I know some people are pretty bullish on the Dolphins and say they're going to be this amazing team. Um, I just honestly, I personally just don't see that. Um, but yeah, so that is number three. Number four, Carson Wentz. I have him leading the Indianapolis Colts to the AFC championship, but then obviously I have them losing to the Broncos because the Broncos will make the Super Bowl. But I, the reason why I say that is If you think about last year, Phillip Rivers, who was on the last leg of his career, he was not able to throw the ball deep. He wasn't able to really have any sort of a deep threat. He just was dumping the ball off constantly. And that team, if anything, just got better. And then they added Carson Wentz. So with the Colts, I honestly believe that with Carson Wentz, they're going to be significantly better. And there's also the part where T.Y. Hilton, apparently came out and made a statement and said, I'm super excited to be able to have the ball thrown deep now. And kind of a shot at Philip Rivers saying like, dude, you could not throw the ball deep at all. But also praising Carson Wentz and, you know, having Carson Wentz be that guy where they're like, dude, I'm so excited for you to be able to be here, all this kind of stuff. Um, so, that part of it, I'm super excited for. I think Carson Wentz is going to do amazing this year, which means that next year the Eagles are going to have, I think, three first round picks, because um, it's based off of if Carson Wentz plays like seventy percent of games, then the Eagle or then the Eagles will get a first round pick. If he plays less than seventy percent, then they get a second round pick. I think he'll play seventy percent or more. So, um, but. That is Carson Wentz leading the Colts to the AFC Championship. Next up, I have Mac Jones will take over for the Patriots in week four when facing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, I know Dylan and I, we didn't necessarily like crap all over Mac Jones in the pre-draft time, but we kind of did to a point. And... We were just saying how we just didn't think that he was good enough to be the number three overall pick. That was our whole thing. I loved him going to the Patriots at pick 15. I was a huge fan of that. Um, and with, no offense to Cam Newton, but with how bad he was last year, I am rooting for Mac Jones. And I'm hoping that Mac Jones ends up being a stud, and taking over for the Patriots. And I just kind of thought, how cool would it be week four, going against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, obviously, but having Tom Brady coming back to the town, but facing essentially the next guy up who's replacing Tom Brady. Um, I think that'd be pretty interesting. I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, that's all for that one. It's not too deep. Uh, the next one I have is kind of a two-parter. The Cleveland Browns will have the best record in the AFC North, and the Steelers will miss the playoffs. So obviously the Steelers have kind of run the AFC North for the past, I don't know, what, like 15 years or something. Um, I know they had a down year two years ago. Uh, that's when Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. Um, I just think that this year is kind of going to be that time where it's going to start slowing down. The Steelers' offensive line got significantly worse, and they were already just god-awful. Uh, their defense, Bud Dupree's gone. Uh, Steven Nelson, I believe, is also gone. Uh, they lost a solid amount of defensive help and offensive line. Um, I know they drafted Najee Harris, but let's see have an offensive line, a rookie running back is not going to make too much of a difference. Um, so I just I just don't really believe in the Steelers at all this year. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I highly doubt it this year. Um, and then the Cleveland Browns, having the best record in the AFC North, they turned it up over the last half of the season last year. I know, like the first half was kind of weird for them, but if you look at it, they have brand new their last season. They had a brand new offensive scheme, brand new coach. Um, then they also had possibly some of the worst weather games I've ever seen in my life. There was at one moment where they couldn't kick a 26 or 27 yard field goal because the ball just swirled out. It was the craziest game. So I think the Browns, hopefully, you know, as long as weather permits, um, they'll have a much better start to the year. Odell Beckham is back. Um, and I know everybody was saying that the. Offense didn't click until Odell was gone, but I don't see that. I see that it's the whole team was still learning the offense, and then they're like, okay, now we get it, and then Odell gets hurt. Because they were clicking when Odell was in that last game before Odell got hurt. They were clicking on offense, and then he gets hurt, and then after that, their offense actually like starts playing well. Um, so I think the Browns are going to have a great year. Um, yeah, I think the Steelers are going to miss the playoffs. I personally have them finishing third in their division. I have a Browns, Ravens, Steelers, then the Bengals. Um, but, yeah, that's that's just me personally. But the next one up, I have the Houston Texans will not win more than one game this year. And that is my prediction as long as Deshaun Watson is not there. Yeah. Um, they have possibly the most ragtag, ragtag like group of everything. Um, they couldn't sign starters. They didn't have a draft pick until I believe the fourth round. Um, so I just think the Texans in general have possibly the worst constructed team out of anybody in the entire in the entire NFL. Um, so I just. Yeah, poor Texans fans. You guys can come be charged fans if you want, but the Texans are going to be real bad. Um, <laughs> anyways, next up, because that was just real quick. Next up, the Titans will miss the playoffs due to their poor offense and lack of depth, or poor defense and lack of depth on offense. Um, they, the Titans in general, are not really that special of a team. I know on offense, obviously they have Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. After that, they have basically nobody. Their number two wide receiver is Josh Reynolds. Last year it was Corey Davis. Corey Davis had a great year. Um, they also had Johnny Smith last year. He's gone now. They're starting tight tight end is Anthony Firkser, so that's interesting. Um, defense, I know they technically didn't have Devon Clowney last year, but Devon Clowney's not there anymore. Uh, Dory Jackson, they let him go. Um, They also let Kenny Vaccaro go. They let a lot of defensive players go, and I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. But I just don't see them making the playoffs, and um, I actually will be talking, I think, as long as I put it on here, let me see, I did, okay. I'll be talking about their division, uh, in just a minute. Um, but next up I have, this one's kind of funny. It, it's more or less, I think it'd be interesting if this happened, but the Las Vegas Raiders will bench Derek Carr after week five and play Marcus Mariota the rest of the season. And I know what you guys are probably thinking. Why would they do that? Well, um... And I think I brought this up before, but John Gruden was a humongous fan of Marcus Mariota coming out of college. And I think, honestly, if Derek Carr wasn't making as much money as he currently is, he probably would have already been playing Marcus Mariota. Personally, I think that. um, But Derek Carr is nothing special. Um, I honestly think that it would be great for them to just have a spark. If Marcus Mariota can bring that, sweet. If you can't, it's all right. But, um, I honestly think the Raiders are trying to find any way possible to move on from Derek Carr. And you know, if they got to just keep him and play another guy, I think that's what they'll do. And the last bold prediction that I have. Is that the Jacksonville Jaguars will finish second in their division with Trevor Lawrence breaking all rookie quarterback statistics? Um, I'm a pretty big believer on Trevor or of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, he's gonna have DJ Chark. He's gonna have Marvin Jones Jr. Um, he's gonna have some solid running back depth with. Travis Etienne, he's also going to have James Robinson. The offense, the offensive line is pretty decent. Uh, the defense is solid as well. It's, I mean, it's young, but it's getting better. Um, so if you guys are keeping track, <laughs> I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But my prediction for the uh, AFC South for how that's going to line up is going to be the Colts and then the Jaguars and then the Titans. <clears throat> And then um, the Texans, obviously, because I don't think they're—I think the most wins that they'll have this year is going to be one. So, yeah, I—I I think the Jaguars are going to do a lot better than what people think. I know people are kind of judging Urban Meyer at the current moment, but whatever. It's Urban Meyer; he knows what he's doing. Hopefully, um, but yeah. So, I think that will be it for bold predictions for the AFC. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, If you can, please follow or subscribe or whatever uh, it tells you to do in order to follow the podcast, turn on those notifications, um, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.